microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. playing the main title theme all i could do is go back to what rowdy piper used to say bagpipes they're good for two things fighting or making love <laughs> so with that being said how do you say that he, he mentioned that almost every episode of his podcast he goes bagpipes are make you want to think of two things either fighting or making love so like i said with that in mind yeah, it's for walking radio it kind of makes you wonder <laughs> That's a whole lot of fuzzball. Anyway, it is another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, myself, Mike, and we are joined by two members of the Smugglers Alliance, two that were available, and I apologize to these gentlemen for a semi-short notice, uh, but it is Stephen... <laughs> From the Roco Depot Alliance and from the Falcons Lounge Alliance, we have Jim. How's everyone doing? Hey, what's going Glad on? To be here. Hello, hello. So, um, we have now completed our first week of the Geek New Year uh, as San Diego Comic Con was last week. Um, before we get into the stories, I don't know about you guys, and I will pose this out as the first question. Were you guys a little disappointed in the lack of info that came out from Lucasfilm? Because um, I can almost say the same thing with Marvel as well. Um, there was kind of a... a <laughs> A uh, very little showing from both companies this I, year. Well, and it, I and wasn't it, disappointed because both companies said they were not going to do anything major. Yeah, I wasn't interested. I, I was surprised by what we did get. Well, which we're going to get into in a minute. I was thoroughly surprised that they did that at Comic-Con because we know that um, Marvel and Star Wars both said they're not going to be at Comic-Con. We, and everybody assumes they're going to have their own presentations sometime in the next month or two. Yeah, but I know typically that happens the year of D23, which is next year. Or Celebration. And, of course, next year is also going to be Celebration. Uh, so a lot of so D23, I'm expecting to be Lucasfilm light because Celebration will have just happened a couple months before. Uh, next year's Comic-Con, I expect really maybe just a booth for Marvel and a booth for, for Lucasfilm. But I knew they said they were going to be light this year, but I was still expecting a little bit more than what we actually got. That I don't know. I'm happy with what we got. Yeah. yeah. But with that being said... I'm extremely happy about the big news we got. The, the big thing was, okay, Thursday, there was the whole 10th anniversary Clone Wars panel. And, and that was a fun panel. Uh, I, I watched the majority of it. Watch Filoni get embarrassed when Ashley said he was the best director she had ever worked with. And, <laughs> and Filoni just does not take compliments well. He, he, he does get em- embarrassed by it. But when... You know, the, the panel overall, talking the history of the Clone Wars, talking about what they did, the stories, was great. But then we get down to, it's like, wait, this is an hour, it's supposed to be an hour panel. We're running an hour, hour five? What's going on? And at the tail end, Dave goes, I got this video you guys might want to see. It's like, oh, maybe it's behind the scenes stuff. No, trailer, Clone Wars is back. <laughs> and, and I believe the hashtag is Clone Wars Saved. Am I right? Is Clone Wars Saved or just added to? Well, I think they. I think well, the hashtag is Clone Wars Saved. Yeah, but, that's the hashtag, and it looks. Yeah, it is basically. It is coming back for one season, twelve episodes on the Disney streaming service. It. Le- I have a funny feeling it's going to be more than one season. I, well, I as get, of right now, that that's what's been announced, and they're supposed to actually wrap this up with this one twelve issue, twelve episodes. 
Yeah, I don't know. It kind of felt to me like it was going to just be like a, a final thing. See, I, would, I would love to see him stretch it. Maybe this is... Go ahead. I want to see him stretch it. Into t- I was just going to say... Sorry. Lord's yours, Jim. No, sorry, guys. Comcast is happening. <laughs> that's okay, a, that's better. Comcast? Yeah. The equivalent? Yeah. Of the oh, God, yeah. Internet provider. The worst. <laughs> But uh, no, I was going to say this is this sounds like a, one of those miniseries that was, we were talking about uh, uh, before about, you know, how they want to put these things on Disney streaming. But I think they'll probably put more out. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily going to go into the Clone Wars. I don't know how much more you can get in the Clone Wars. <clears throat> yeah. The, the nice thing with this is with Dave Filoni coming back and doing this, we know after seeing Rebels, what can happen if Dave is allowed to finish telling a story? Right. True. So this is going to, this will end the Clone Wars show, but you know it's going to set up whatever, wherever he's going to from here. This then we'll see over the rest of tonight with all the other things we've been talking about that um, with, I believe it's next year is the uh, 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. And Lucasfilm is all about going back into the prequels at this point. Yeah. Looks like over the next year, we're going to get a lot of prequel love. Yeah. Lucas um, Hasbro, all of the uh, licensees, everybody's uh, putting into the Clone Wars or into the stuff. Right. Well, let, let's let's stay on Clone Wars for a little bit more. Uh, what what is everyone's expectations for if the, since this is going to be the final season? What's everyone's expectations for it? Well, going off the trailer, we know we're going to see Ahsoka and the Siege of Mandalore thing. And with it being 12 episodes and, you know, with the old formula being three to four episode arcs, makes you wonder if it's just going to be like a whole season of Ahsoka. And I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening. I will say I was I was very pleased to see Ahsoka standing next to Bo-Katan. That was a trip. <laughs> it, it really um, was. I'm wondering if we're going to see a little bit more of uh, all Because I well, remember at the end of the Clone Wars that we've seen so far, Darth... Um, or yeah, Darth Sidious had actually uh, taken him captive, or the Emperor had taken him captive, and we know in the comic books and stuff that he escapes, and he does end up back on Mandalore, doesn't he? Yeah, he's actually uh, part of the Siege of Mandalore, so, that, so he's almost guaranteed going to be in there. Now, mentioning the comics, those those four issues of of that Maul book are the only four issues from Dark Horse that is considered canon, because that was based on scripts that were meant for the Clone Wars. So maybe this is just a continuation of those stories or maybe putting them into like the actual Clone Wars themselves. Could be. Could play a part of it as yeah. it builds up because it seems like to me the big payout is going to be that Siege of Mandalore thing with uh, yeah. Ahsoka and the 501st fighting Maul who's on Mandalore because they, they laid out some of that at the very beginning of the Ahsoka novel that E.K. Johnson wrote. There was just like a little snippet preview to like get everybody excited and then it went away and it was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> little little teaser. Yeah, I don't want to stay tuned. I don't want to see that four issue mini wasted on on the show. But I wouldn't mind if they reference back to that to, to set up some of the other mall story. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I would not be surprised though if the last shot of episode twelve is not um the siege of Coruscant, the battle of Coruscant. And uh, the Clone Wars ends with Obi-Wan and Anakin flying uh, through the battle. We could very well see this go to Order 66, though, with Ahsoka and what happened to her. Awesome. Well, you got to think, technically, Order 66 really should not affect her if she's not a Jedi anymore. She's True. left the Order, not technically a Jedi anymore. But maybe she's with Rex and them, and when they Order 66 and they uh, don't follow, maybe we'll see that. True. Well, yeah. What's to say this doesn't spin off another Clone Wars related series? Yeah, once you open the door and you've got all these animation department prepped and ready to go, you can spin out more. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially since we're talking about the Disney streaming service. I mean, I would, I wouldn't mind because we're already seeing one of them in, in the one in the one scene where they're coming to the landing bay. What about the Republic Commandos series based around them and the, yeah. and the different missions they have? No, since 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 the commandos are the the navy seals of the of the clones. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe setting up like like little bits like, you know, to kind of fill in the battlefront, you know, the battlefront se- sequences and stuff like that. 
that, yeah. that you see later on. Yeah. We could also finally get, because a lot of people, everybody's been asking for, and um, there's been teased a lot for a Bounty Hunter series. Do something with Cad Bane and Boba and some of the guys that they were introduced in the Clone Wars. No? I love Yeah, I'd be on board with Cad that. Cad Bane getting a show. You see, they can even go, they can even go earlier and, and bring back Django Fett. Yeah. Yep. Start with that, with Django and Zam Weasel, and then, you know, lead up to, you know, where Zam Weasel dies in Attack of the Clones to, you know, and then Django drops off after he heads off to Geonosis. It's like, well, I got stuff to take care of on Geonosis. And then that, of course, we know that story. Yeah. And then just continue, you know, it just continues down the timeline. And that and that could carry us into the, the original trilogies. You know, with Fett, with, um, with Aurora Singh, with Bane, well, with... Well, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> Do we see her die in... Clone Wars? Beckett, Beckett pushed her off a cliff. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, we we can see that. We, yeah. we can get that in the cartoon. Unless they do that in that. Unless they do that in that one shot comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. True. If we, if we did some stuff with uh with the bounty hunters and some of the other uh under underworld characters, we may get to see like an origin for Beckett and some of these other ones. Yeah, it would be cool yeah. to see. You know, if they did. I mean, at this point, they could even do it. Clone Wars era showing bounty hunter episodes, and they could throw Beckett in. There's like a cameo. Yeah. 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 Like that would be like a cheers era Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Beckett walks into the cantina. Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or, or or would he actually be behind the bar attending it? He'd probably be behind the bar. <laughs> yeah. So um so Clone Wars, I'm excited. Can't wait. Streaming servers can't get here fast enough. Yeah. We still know it's just uh, some ambiguous time in nineteen or twenty nineteen, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna ask that, yeah. It still hasn't yeah. had an official date yet. Is there anything else that's been confirmed for the streaming network yet? Or is it the first thing that we know is definitely coming to the streaming network? Uh actually the first thing that was announced for this for the streaming for Star Wars was the Favreau series. Well yeah, but we don't have a name or anything for that. This is the first no. thing we ever got details for. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Now Staying with animation, were you guys a little disappointed we didn't get any type of teaser trailer for Resistance? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I would like to have seen something. I could kind of see him not wanting to have the two compete because between the two, I'm more of a Clone Wars person. I'm more excited for that than anything for Resistance. So I could see them wanting to keep it separate. And without doing a full panel for Resistance, where else would you put that in? Because Disney really had no other panels at all. You're just going to randomly during Comic-Con say, here, have this trailer and that's it. I, I thought, I'm trying to remember some of the, the uh, Star Wars panels, what was mentioned. I thought there was another spot it could have gotten. Not that I remember. It's, it's not Clone Wars, so it wouldn't have gone in this one. No. And other panels. Oh, let me so, look. So there, there was very, very few official Lucasfilm panels. They could have added it as like a, a, an animation, another animation thing. Yeah. Now, we have an article, uh, if someone wants to pick up with this, because I'm going to look back for previous panels. Um, there was something about 12 things we learned from the Clone Wars panel. Someone wants to grab that real quick. I can jump in on that. Why not? Okay. Go for it. According to this, ten, the 12 things we actually learned from the Clone Wars panel, I'm not going to read through each of these uh, paragraphs with it, but the big headlines from them. Number one, the number one big thing we learned from the Clone Wars panel was the big news that Clone Wars is coming back. Now, we already talked about that. It's We got 12 episodes coming to the streaming service. Uh, we're getting all of the all original cast and crews coming back to do it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, number two was that Star Wars Celebration 4 attendees can thank George Lucas for the first look at the Clone Wars. So I guess... Um, Dave, I did. I saw this part of the panel. Dave actually opened up the panel by talking about they're getting ready for Celebration Four in um, L.A. And George came up and asked him. Um, let's see, they, they have the actual quotes in here too. Cool. In 2007, it, um, it was hard to find. It was hard to find Lucasfilm talking about the trailer because they opened the panel with the trailer for the Clone Wars. That was the first time anybody saw anything from Clone Wars. He said it was hard to find a Lucasfilm. We had to go through. I can't tell you.
you how many drives to find uh, that thing. The whole trailer came to about because we were editing. It was basically the Friday before the week of celebration. George liked what he saw and said, well, this will be great. What are, what are we going doing next week at celebration? And I said, uh, we're not doing anything. <laughs> we were told that we're not showing anything. And he was like, what? Lucas made a phone call to someone and relayed and relayed that the trailer would be ready. And that, and he asked to, to see a finished version by Monday. So Filoni and David Tucker worked over the weekend, grabbing music from Revenge of the Sith, and cut together a piece quickly. Then he went to George's, or um, then he qu- starts quoting again. Then we went to George's house and showed him on Monday. He had a trailer. I thought it was a special thing that you guys should see. So that's the trailer that he actually showed at the beginning of the 10th anniversary panel, which is kind of cool because uh, 10 years ago, he started the Clone Wars with this trailer, and then he brings it back with this trailer. <laughs> Um, the next one was the Clone Wars were was a new creative outlet for George Lucas, which we know that George had his fingerprints all over this, all over the Clone Wars. He was actually uh, helping break stories with them and helping break it down. Uh, because I think it was just, I think it was just explored many stories that he had in mind over the years. He had so many ideas. He was focused on Anakin Skywalker or the Anakin Skywalker story for the films. He wanted to go down and see what all these other characters were about and introduce new characters. Number four was Filoni didn't originally think Clone Wars would feature the galaxy's most famous Jedi. This is something that I actually have heard before. That um, he thought, and that the original idea for the Clone Wars would be all ancillary characters around. It would not have Anakin or Obi Wan or any of those characters in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it originally didn't. Um, didn't wasn't supposed to have them. Uh, he says. Filoni and company came to something that was more of an, quote, original trilogy for, of the crew, two Jedi that worked with these smugglers on the black market. He was in for he was in for a surprise. When we took the idea to George, he looked at it and was like, hmm, so Anakin Skywalker is going to be doing this. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be doing this. We just never presumed that we would be working with those characters. You know, because who am I to write Anakin Skywalker, this hugely important character? But George, like, I'm going to teach you teach you all about this, he said. And so we ended up with the show that we did under his direction. <laughs> like we've been saying on here multiple, multiple times, the guy that he learned at the feet of the master, George Lucas showed him how to write the story. Right. And then uh, number five here, writing the Clone Wars was like a marathon and a sprint combined. With a, with a photo of George Lucas on a, at a whiteboard during the a story meeting, Dave discusses the demanding schedule of breaking a season. We would sit in the room for two weeks straight, me, George, and the writers, and we would hash out all the stories, all 26 episodes for a whole season in two weeks. I think we had to do about three episodes a day. If Lucas ever left the room and um, were continued, he'd come back and often erase whatever was added to the board. Baloney joked, it was just really fun. It was really fun for him to basically be teaching us Star Wars every day. Yeah, yeah I imagine that would be fun. <laughs> That's why he's the guy that should have a Kevin Feige type position at Lucasfilm. Actually yeah. just directing where the films should go. He doesn't have to control yeah. the um, business side of things. Let Kathy Kennedy stay as president. Let her do the business stuff. It'd be more of a producer role. Let Dave Filoni like, lead the story group. Hash out an outline and say, hey, this is where we need to go. Now, we, you guys can go all kinds of different directions to get there, but this is the through line. I, I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would that would that probably would be a really good idea. I that's that, I think that might help calm the fans down a little bit too. Well, especially for the old stuff, you know, or, you know, for the for the Clone Wars prequels, you know, that kind of stuff leading up to, you know, getting up to like, you know, the original trilogy. You know, because, you know, George Lucas taught Dave Filoni a lot of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really got in depth of where these characters really came from, you know, and, and he absorbed a lot of that material. And I think, you know, from now on, I mean, you know, the 
you know, six, seven, and eight, I mean, uh, uh, seven, eight, and nine, really, what is it? It's, you know, everything that kind of happens after about 30 years, you know, you know, from the time of, of the, you know, from Return of the Jedi, you know, beyond. So, you know, again, you can take, you know, the the stories that happened after Return of the Jedi and kind of, you know, give them to J.J. Abrams. But I think all the prequel stuff and, and the Clone War stuff, like he's already been doing, give it to Filoni. And I think he's he's going to, you know, make the tapestry look a little bit more fulfilled. And, you know, a lot of these interesting characters that, you know, we all know and love from, you know, from the original and from the Clone Wars and from the prequels, you know, you can bring them to life. And there's a lot of material there. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look, 789 are the only Star Wars property that's in canon that hasn't had an actual one leader on the top of it. Because the original trilogy, Lucas controlled, or actually the first two trilogies, Lucas had a through line. He knew where he was going. Uh, the Clone Wars, this is exactly what Dave did with the Clone Wars. He knew a through line. He said, this is where we got to go. We're yep. going to bounce all over the timeline, but the story, the through story is there. Yep. The whole story of the Clone Wars, really, if you break it down, the main story of the Clone Wars was really the relationship in, um, of Anakin and uh, Ahsoka, and Ahsoka being trained up to where she becomes at the end. Because there's a lot of stories around that they bounce around a lot, they step off of that story a couple times, but they always come back to that story of Ahsoka and her role in the Clone Wars. Right, like that that's the, the backbone of it, the series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the Rebels, the whole thing of the Rebels crew getting um, becoming a crew, learning what they're doing, Ezra learning to uh, be a Jedi, and with the end plan of getting to Yavin. Yep. Well, Dave Filoni has done two TV series that way. You, movies, it's really, if you're doing a series of movies that you know you're doing a series, it's not that much, big of a difference when it comes to outlining your goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're just breaking it up into the smaller segments, you know. So it's well, like, he's on the right track since they've got him overseeing all the animation now. Now, if he keeps going up like he is, well, next step would be film. <laughs> yeah. Sure, well, sure. And, and, there's rumors that that may be coming sooner than people expect. Well, and, who, and who's, who's to say, too, that even though he's head of animation, he does have a major influence in the story group as well. So, I mean, if he's involved in two groups within Lucasfilm, maybe he, he does have a say of what's going on with the films a little bit as a consultant. Yeah. Or, no, he was on set with um, Solo, wasn't it? I some. I think so. It was solo episode eight. One of the two, he was actually on set. Some. Oh, was he? I didn't. Uh, Rogue One. I know he was on set. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he had to be to tie in one, so you can know what was going on to tie in Rebels. Right. Yeah. Two, probably to give the Rebels crew Gareth Edwards. Hey, here's what I'm doing on Rebels. That's vital for you to to have, and here's the direction I'm going. That's vital to your story as well. So. Yeah. Back to our list here. Number six was Ashley Eckstein ha- has her own collection of Dave original art. Now, Dave is not is admittedly not precious about his uh, archiving his sketch um, work and concept work. So, which is all the better for Ashley Eckstein. Uh, she says after our sessions, he'd be like, or he'd have like a stack of sketches because uh, we've heard that in interviews and things that when yeah. he was talking, he's always doodling and sketching. Right. Well, she says I'd scour, I'd scourge and collect, or I'd scrounge and collect all his sketches and I have a folder I've kept all these years uh, of your sketches then Filoni says Lucasfilm would probably be interested in that <laughs> uh, I think the fans would be interested in that it would be a great oh. coffee table book uh-huh. oh, the art of Filoni yeah, yeah. Awesome. says um, it's my po- most prized possession and I guess that means finders keepers <laughs> uh, number seven this is just really quick when it says Filoni actually pitched a baby Plo Koon <laughs> I didn't play oh. with the boss, but the so George wasn't happy about that one, but it was one that Dave wanted to play with. <laughs> uh, number eight, the Clovis arc was meant to to show that Anakin and Padme weren't perfect, weren't a perfect couple. Uh, Rush Clovis, a, pl- a politician who eventually joined the separatist movement in the Clone Wars, was a friend of Padme's, but he wasn't that like well liked by her secret Jedi husband. Filoni wanted to add dimension to Padme and Anakin's relationship. It needs to have conflict in it. Any relationship over time would naturally have that. So we liked the idea of putting pressure on them, and maybe they were they weren't this completely utopic couple during the Clone Wars. They were stretched apart. They had to combat or they had to combat to stay together and fight for what they believed in each other. 
uh, Matt Lanter was saying, discuss, discussing how Anakin's confrontation with Globus illustrated how the Jedi would quickly lose his temper, filling in an important trait about the character before Revenge of the Sith. Still, the actor remains bemused by one aspect of their fight. Anakin doesn't even use the force against Clovis. He's just so upset he uses his bare fists. So, and that was actually one of the thing, one of the cool things with the Clone Wars is they did do as the time went on. You saw Anakin getting more angry quicker, and yeah. uh, the little the little hints of the dark side were there. Yeah, I loved that. That was that was one of my favorite things about the series was seeing that slow trip that he took down into the dark side. Yep. You could see it start to happen. Yep. That's one thing I heard actually as a criticism of episode three a little bit. That it seems like in episode one and two, Anakin's going and up two you can see a little bit of it in there, but um when you get to three, it's like out of nowhere he flips to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this big, big giant swath of of you know, his turning kind of goes in and in, in, yeah, they never really explained it well until they started doing the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you start because of the you end up with that time jump, and it's like we missed the entire war. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the exactly. beginning of it and the end. Yeah, yeah with a two hour movie really you don't have time to show all of that <laughs> yeah which now that we have the clone wars cartoon i'm glad of at the time i was always like oh i wanted to see more of the war but in the you know in the movies before we got the cartoon series well they, they kind of did an animatrix feel with um with the clone wars in between or like within the year before revenge of the sith came out with the uh oh I can't remember cartoon. Yeah. Yes, thank yeah. you. Which I loved yeah. I loved that animation style. I loved that micro series. Uh yeah, you know, the that whole was a good... the whole concept of oh season one's gonna be three three minute episodes and we're gonna do twelve of them mm-hmm. to get that hour. And then the second cool one was oh we're gonna do five twelve minute episodes. Awesome. It it was it was cool and I thought it bridged the gap between you know in a very expedited way, it kind of bridged the gap of Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith. And, and I thought it was brilliantly done. Yeah. Um, but now that we've gone back to redo the Clone Wars with the series, which ended up being a great series, I want a dirge. I wanted to see dirge pop in. <laughs> um, I wanted to see uh, some of the other stuff. Um, I mean, we got Ventress. We, we got Grievous. Um but I, I would love to see whether it was part of Loney's vision or not. I, I think it was mentioned before. I would love for it to, to go right up to the start of Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that last shot would be awesome if it's uh, if the last shot you see is Anakin and Obi-Wan taking off from the Star Destroyer to go into battle for the Battle of Coruscant. E- even, right. even if it's they tell the story. And then they go, okay, six months later, boom. You know, two, three-minute scene of, okay, let's saddle up, and off they go into the battle. Yeah. The thing is, is with the timing, with the Siege of Mandalore, that's happening at the same time as the Battle of Coruscant. That's why Anakin's not there. That's why he sent the 501st with Ahsoka. So actually... You're going to have events happening at the same time. There's going to be overlap. Which so would that? If, well, maybe instead of seeing him go into battle at Coruscant, he gets the orders to go to Coruscant because the chancellor has been kidnapped. I mean, we could very well see this 12 episodes start out with Anakin leaving to go to Coruscant. And then we see all the events that happened during Revenge of the Sith from Ahsoka's viewpoint. What was she doing during the movie? Yeah, that could be an interesting take, actually. Mm-hmm. And then, actually, one thing, the place that the main character stuff, I don't know how much is, because I've not read a lot of the comic books, how much is going to flesh out right after Revenge of the Sith? We saw the coda at the end of Revenge of the Sith, but how much have we seen that's setting up what happens in between? I mean, we, we've seen some in the comics with Dark Horse, uh, but since none of that is canon now, it's what do we get with... Um, with Marvel, and right now there really hasn't been much of anything with the Clone Wars, except for the uh, um, Mace Windu series, and then briefly and there was that, a, with Kanan. And there was that brief one with uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin. They did that's, a miniseries. That's true, too. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. That's true, too. 
they got a lot of places they can go. And we know Dave Filoni is going to pick the best stuff because, look, like I said, look where we ended with Rebels. Yeah. So yeah. there's things left on their list here. It, uh, number nine was recording the final arc, season five arc in which Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order wasn't easy for the actor behind the Padawan. Pretty much worked on a need-to-know basis, but he did let me know that Ahsoka was walking away, and I wouldn't be back for a while, Eckstein said. So for me, it was goodbye. I recorded these episodes, and literally, I felt like my heart was beating outside my chest because I was essentially saying goodbye to these guys and I didn't know when I'd be back. Ashley continued with some kind words for Filoni, which seemed to prompt an innate response of hiding under his hat. <laughs> he doesn't like when we say things about him, but I have but I have him trapped. Dave is honestly the best director I've ever worked with. And Mike, you said you actually saw the pan- watched the video of the panel and he was kind of hiding really good, huh? Oh yeah, he was pulling that hat down over his face pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, so. Yeah. Well, number ten, and that well, that's one thing. Ashley has learned that she really doesn't keep much back. If she can talk, if she can say it, she's going to tell everybody about it. Yeah. So, uh, number ten, everyone learns and changes, even our little green friend. Most <laughs> of the Lost Missions episodes in which Yoda faces the mysteries of battling a dark version of himself and going on a journey of personal discovery. This is this is a deep dive into the Force that George wanted to explore with Yoda and Yoda confronting his own dark side just to kind of show that everyone has challenges even Yoda these characters all evolve according to Dave uh, and then number 11 Dave Filoni's sketches never fail to inspire while we have previously established that Ashley Eckstein recognizes that Filoni is an amazing artist it warrants emphasizing there are ton- there were tons of cool su- super cool sketches thrown from throughout production or shown from throughout production many made in the room with George Lucas during the story session some learned or some lead closer to Revenge of the Sith, like the drawing of the Wookiee Tarful meditating before a tree, uh, asking permission from the forest, in fact, to battle the Separatists there. Uh, the image comes above here, which shows uh, Ahsoka leading a group of Mandalorians. It actually comes from the Siege of Mandalore, never produced but referenced in the Star Wars Rebels. And um, it says, see below for more. So there, there's more pictures that they and sketches they had down below but this is obvious and we've heard that this is the siege of mandalore that never was produced is actually what we're going to get with these 12 issues or 12 episodes coming up i'm real excited to see that (laughs) well the last one is one of the series most memorable pieces of music ahsoka's final encounter with anakin outside the jedi temple was completed in a let's say creative way now (laughs) kevin kiner was on the panel here with these guys and floney had called composer kevin kiner who was recording the finales for overseas and asked if they could extend the music for the scene a bit just a bit kiner went into his hotel room and without any instruments music sheets or computer program at his disposal wrote eight bars by ear drawing the notes and charts himself it turned out okay <laughs> they rolled the clip which brought tears to some in attendance including Eckstein. so that's that's the main highlights from the panel yep. the, the clone wars was we've talked about it on here we've talked about it for the last 40 minutes or whatever it's been that the Clone Wars was a huge part of Star Wars. Yeah. And oh, yeah. It's hard to put that into a one-hour panel. I'm sure if they could have gone longer, they would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, while we're at it, news that I was expecting to hear come out of comic-con that didn't it came out today as we uh right before we recorded or are recording uh episode nine cast revealed yeah tonight so that's why they released it when they did yeah yeah exactly um it did it for us as a personal favor and, right. And of course, with this announcement, also came the announcement that filming starts August 1st. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking that right around the corner. Was, yeah, that wasn't a big surprise. There's yeah. at least one or two big surprises in here. Now, returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Lapita Noyango, Nyango, yeah. Um, Domnal Gleason. Kelly Marie Tran, Jonas Sutamo, and Billy Lord. Also joining the cast are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell, who will also be joined by veteran Star Wars actors Mark Hamill, so we know he's back, Anthony yeah. Daniels, and the confirmation that we can now give Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando 
Calrissian. Williams. Yeah. None of this was a major surprise to me. I mean, a lot of people may have been surprised by Mark Hamill, but uh, we assumed it. He's yeah. the Jedi. He's the Obi Obi Wan Kenobi character, so he's got to play a Jedi goat. I knew he the, that we'd see more of him. Him. Yeah. Or, you want to go definitely. see the last? Or, or the next one was a huge surprise. Or, or as I have, I have stated, Luke might have been a force apparition even on Octu. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm yep. still, I'm still going to play that theory. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's worthy. So, I mean, um, next uh, is you. We're starting to say, Ken. Surprise! The role, the role of Leia Organa, will once again be played by Carrie Fisher, thus making this her final film ever. Um, using previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars: The Force Awakens, so we're going uh. two. We're going back two films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's got a. He's got a. Definitely got to have a lot of stock footage over. Yeah. Well, what, what about from from the Last Jedi as well? Is there stuff he could potentially pull from there too? Yeah, probably. Maybe. maybe yeah. Um. Yeah. A, because we desperately loved Carrie Fisher, says Abrams. Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the to the Star Wars or Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We're never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter Billy, we found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode Nine by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode Seven. Very cool. This is Very telling cool. me that um, she's going to be in the movie, but it'll be a short scene, something small, just to wrap up her story at some point. Or, or even she- if she's dead when the movie starts and then you get video footage of her or something that she lit or even short scenes yeah yeah, yeah sure blur sure burst here and there because you know if it's something coming across a a a calm nothing says they couldn't get a voice impersonator to do those scenes yeah, right. And here's so. the thing. It's Lucasfilm, and they're always pushing the boundaries. So the question is, how far can you push the boundaries with existing footage like this? We've already seen them do it, like, with in Rogue One. They were cutting in, you know, shots of old uh, fighter pilots in the, the dogfight scenes. Yeah. Which I absolutely yeah. love. Some of those we had seen before, because it came directly out of New Hope. Right. Some from footage that was, at the time, what, 30, 38 years old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, of course, John Williams will be back um, to score this one, which will most likely be his last Star Wars film. If yeah, not, maybe if, his last film. I, I was about to go there. Maybe his last film <laughs> as well. Um, of oh, course. See what... Go ahead, Ken. Or, I don't know. He's a composer. He could last for a while. Uh, He's up there in age, though. Yeah, he's almost 90 now. Yeah, he was pretty old when he did the first original ones, but, yeah. but you never know. I mean, come Wow, it's a composer's life. They don't, yeah. you know, they don't, they don't have that many hazards. Now, what were you going to say, Derek? Something may pop into his head in a future. I was going to say uh, that's the end of a, a, the true end of an era. Yeah. With uh, what is, I mean, there's been a few with these movies, you know, the end of Han, the end of Luke, etc. But the seeing the end of, of um, John Williams doing composing the music is kind of like a little sad. Yeah. Now, here, here's my question. Since this will be the end of the Skywalker saga, supposedly. Or so you think, yeah. Or so we think. If we see move, if we see any movies after Episode Nine with Ray, with Poe, with Finn, do they need to be titled Episode Whatever, or can they go on and star in their own films without being part of the episodic legacy? Uh, I I think they I think they almost have to. In a way, start over and call it episode one of the Ray saga. <laughs> I think it depends on what it's, if it's continuing the overall story of the universe of the galaxy. It should probably still be in the sagas. If it's, yeah. if it's a standalone story that really is not advancing the story of the entire of the larger story, then it would be individual like Star Wars stories, like what we've been getting with the anthology movies. I don't know, guys. I'm seeing dollar signs here. We we go back to all the old films. We put in Skywalker saga on the title and re-release all those movies <laughs> with the new title sequence well let, let me let me post this question
question then. Does Lucasfilm take Marvel's lead from the comics? The next film with Ray becomes retitled Episode 4, Legacy, Episode 10. No. Because if you look at some of the new comics now, Captain America, number one, LM or LN, 300 and some. I thought I thought you were going to say, are they going to do Volume 1 and Volume 2? No. <laughs> no, but, it, you know, Mike, you, you do bring up a good question, though. You know, this really is the Skywalker saga. You know, you know, 1 through 9 is basically the Skywalker legacy and how it interacts, you know, in the Star Wars timeline. So, yeah, I mean, you know, after 9, you know, if there's no more Skywalker or if there's no more, you know, lingering effects of the Skywalker effect, then, yeah, what do you – you can't can't do number 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, because it's going to be something completely different, you know? It'll be the, you know, Ray should have her own thing, you know? Yep. You know, the Adventures of the Mighty Finn, you know, <laughs> episode one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder. Only if you get that – only if you get those artists to re redo the theme song from the Mighty Quinn to the Mighty Finn. <laughs> the Mighty Quinn has the Mighty Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Question, though. If this is supposed to be the end of the Star of uh, the Skywalker saga, does Kylo Ren make it through the end of uh, Episode Nine? Because he he's a solo. Yeah, he's a solo, but it's... I think his days are numbered. <laughs> I, yeah, I do too. But I I see them trying to redeem him and then dying off the way they did with Vader. Well, you got to have a protagonist. So, mm-hmm. what happens if the bad guy actually wins in one? <laughs> There goes Ray. Yeah, but that, that wouldn't wrap up. That wouldn't wrap up the trilogy. That wouldn't be anywhere near a wrap. Up. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. It destroys everybody. Yeah. Well, you think people are screaming now? Imagine what, doing something like that. Here's my here's my here's my idea. All right. What if the most hated character right now, Rose, comes back and becomes the main villain of the next saga? <laughs> <laughs> she takes over the uh, we'll go, we'll go. Ray kills Finn or kills Kylo. She becomes Ooh. new master. Yeah. And Rose becomes the new apprentice. Yeah. yeah. We, we still have to figure out what Snoke actually was. You know, I mean, everybody sees the, the, the apprentice thing. It's like, you know, okay. You know, yep. just Snoke's, Snoke cared nothing about the Sith and, and, and the Jedi kind of, you know, you know, little rift that they were having. Snoke is from from out there, man. I have a, I have a feeling that'll be something that might get fleshed out in the comics or something. Yeah, that's gonna be a comic or, book or, or a novel. Yeah, or a novel. Personally, Snoke, he was just a bad story plot. <laughs> well, no, I mean, if you if you read the Chuck Wedding books, they, they actually kind of allude to kind of yeah. the beginning of the you know the Snoke era and mm-hmm. and kind of where he kind of came from was when they traveled outside of you know the galaxy far far away to the the other galaxy far far away you know so i mean Blood it, line, yeah Blood yeah. some of that too yep and so and so when you start to see everything kind of come back together you know i mean snoke is a really interesting character because i don't think he's so much of a bad plot line i think he's kind of an intrigue but you know you want to know what happened on the other side and when they all started coming back and now you got the first order which was you know basically just a you know you know when it's just a bureaucratic you know legalese sort of thing from a you know from Sloan that you know it's kind of weird that you know I, I, I like the whole Snoke thing so you know I, I think they you know kill it all off kill them all off I don't care you know whatever and then get a whole new cast of characters and figure out all the cool stuff so yeah well, well really, really wanted to tie in Snoke and all that unknown region stuff and they could just really throw everybody a curveball some new force comes out of the unknown regions and then Ray and Kylo have to team up to defeat it yeah. <laughs> then everybody yeah. Get their oh. Raylo moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then they get married. <laughs> well, I, I, I could go with this direction as well. What if Snoke is actually a failed clone of Luke Skywalker's hand? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like where you're going with that, Mike. Oh, yeah, the, the, then that's bringing some of the legends into uh, into effect. <laughs> if they're going that way, I want to see the Chiss are the ones trying to clone Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a failed, he's a failed Chiss Jedi clone. Well, 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 know that, my... that Thrawn's still alive. Sure. Right, at the end yeah. of um, Rebels, he and Ezra took off, and if Ezra lived through that, then probably he did also. Yeah, yeah probably. Yep. 
Well, and who's to say Richard E. Grant doesn't potentially play Thrawn? He, he, That's possible. He could have the look, even though I would still rather see Cumberbatch. But, <laughs> um, but I, I could be okay with Grant doing it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I gotta I, look up when, when I when I heard his name. It's like the name sounds familiar, but I gotta look him up. And when I looked him up, I'm like, ooh, I could see Thrawn here. But my, oh, okay. you know, one of the, but my one whole, of the interesting things, one of the interesting things about this article is when they first released it they left out carrie russell that was something they've gone back in and added in today Hmm. because originally it was just naomi and richard that were the two new ones i remember that now my my whole concept behind the whole the whole snoke is luke's hand is i'm going back to alien resurrection with the different clones of ripley (laughs) oh yeah that's a good idea why don't we bring up a bad movie (laughs) (laughs) so wait is carrie russell a clone too (laughs) (laughs) oh good Carrie Russell is as his mom. That's a raised raised mom. Somebody dug up me and cloned her. I don't know. I don't know. Richard Grant could awful could often look like uh, uh, Wedge Antilles. You know, an older version of Wedge. You know, maybe Carrie Russell. Maybe Carrie, Ru- maybe Carrie Russell. That that's uh, that's Nora Wexley. And yeah, that's, maybe it's your uh, theory, and they're yeah. going with it. And that's Ray's mom and dad right there. I see. see that's my theory. I can't imagine why they'd want to do that, but, you know, maybe. See, I, Mom, Dad. I've also heard, too, that there was talk of potentially Carrie Russell as Mara Jade. Ooh. And then I heard a lot of people go, why would they do that to George? who's been very adamant he does not like the Mara Jade character. He doesn't like it because she was married to Luke, though. If you did Mara Jade, Hand of Snoke, no relation connection whatsoever to Luke, you rebirthed the character. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, all the fanboys out there would be going bananas over. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because if you yeah, because if you do the Mara Jade from the original Timothy Zahn books, there, I mean, that would just be pretty darn awesome because she was she she hated him. She wanted to kill him. She wanted to murder him, and that was like pretty you know it was pretty awesome. You know, I I hated how how later on they got married and you know love nest and I mean you you could flip it and instead of Mara Jade hating Luke, she hates. Ray, because she thinks Ray killed Snoke. Because mm-hmm. they're going to keep secret who killed Snoke. They're not going to advertise. Hey, you know, Kylo did it. We uh, we did cover a couple months ago on Wiki Radio that they were they were they were doing a casting call for a character named Mara. Yeah. So. Who knows? I mean, that could have been a, a misdirection, but it could also there could also be something there. Who hey, on knows? the plus side, if they went that way, that means Timothy Zahn gets to write a Mar Jade novel next. <laughs> oh yeah, he's now now he's getting his comeuppance. I think it would be interesting to see him do that, especially if he knows how Lucas felt about Mara Jade. That maybe he <laughs> could spin in in a new way to become canon. That would be Lucas approved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if he would write it and send it to Lucas ahead of time and go, I wanted to get your approval before I got Lucasfilm's approval. Right. I think you, you, you take the first copy and you put that in a nice like velvet case and you send it right to his office. There you go. I think the only thing that would be Lucas approved is if he killed her off. <laughs> <laughs> Marjade and Thrawn have love children and <laughs> that's what it creates all the that's what it creates phasma. <laughs> yeah. and, and we hear and we hear in the background, love hurts. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I guess next let's hit while well, we still got some time. Uh, let's hit the let's jump into the collectibles. Oh, yeah, there's some beautiful stuff coming. There was some stuff that came from the Hasbro panel and then from the collectibles panel. It just looks amazing. Yeah, it does. Um, one has anyone heard of a Force Friday happening this year, or is it going to be next year? I've not heard anything because there's no movies coming out this year, so. There's no yeah. major release to happen. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to do their Wookiee Wednesday for Solo, and it kind of didn't happen. <laughs> 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 
That's because marketing didn't happen for that movie. And that's because they didn't get yeah. in, they didn't get in touch with us to kind of help promote it too. <laughs> yeah, Wookie Radio <laughs> presents Wookie Wednesday for Han for Solo, a Star Wars story. It's, it's got a ring. It's got a ring to it. It does. So, uh, from the panel, here are nine things we learned from Hasbro. Uh, we're excited about HasLab's Java Cell Barge, and so is Hasbro. And this thing looked amazing. Yeah. So, question, did anybody get on board with that? Um, <laughs> if I, had, I did. You oh. did? Yeah, I'm getting it. I picked out a place oh. for it already. <laughs> now we know I someone who had the, ex- the expendable 500 bucks for it. I wish I well, did. I did. <laughs> Don't got it anymore. <laughs> I, I wish I did. Now we found out what it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I might have to have you do a video for the Weeby Geeks to Classified. Just it's doing a like walkthrough on this. Five feet long. Inside, yeah. You can really do a walk around. <laughs> inside Java's sail barge. The hey, guess who just became my best friend? <laughs> <laughs> you need to get one of those, uh, like, fiber cameras. You just get way in there. And just go through it. Do a little walk. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Microforce is t- Taking off, literally. Uh, Hasbro revealed new vehicles for its line of adorable tiny figures, including Tie Fighters, X Wings, and Walkers. Hasbro uh, loves releasing and remaking these um, minifigures and micro figures. And what do they have? They had Galactic something, Galactic Heroes, well, and Jedi Force, and yeah. They're always awesome, but well, the well, kids also look like they're smaller. Little, little kids really like these ones. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, my 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 youngest is now seven, so he likes he likes a three, you know, he likes a three point seven five millimeter, you know, figurines. But you know, and if I got the Black Series collectibles, I wouldn't let him touch them. But you know, but uh, yeah, these micro figures, there's there's more for like those, you know, the three and four year olds. Well, well, these are these are smaller than the the Galactic Heroes. I mean, this. This is Disney's had them for years, yeah. But their stuff, and this is one here of RT from their Star Wars pack, and somewhere I don't see. I it's have the, actually not small as I thought it was. I I also have the one for um, well, are two smaller, smaller than most. Well, I also have the Jedi Mickey, so I can't see. Come on, where's your Jedi Mickey? You got a flower hat in the back, but you know Jedi Mickey. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had I have Darth Mickey too in plush. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. very limited run of those. Um, but these these are like the size of the blind pack thing, you know, figs. Or and you know, the Galactic Heroes were a little bit bigger. Uh, I have the I have a Galactic Hero Chewbacca right here somewhere. Um, but to have the vehicles with these, um, because this was it the Jedi. Force? What was the ones that replaced Galactic Heroes? I think it was Jedi Force. That's what was out before Galactic Heroes. They went from that to Jedi to Galactic Heroes back to whatever that was. So, um, number three, the prequels turn 20 next year, and you can celebrate with lightsabers. <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan, Mace, and Darth Maul's Phantom Menace Force Effects lightsabers are coming in 2019. Imagine how awesome that Darth Maul lightsaber is going to be in a Force effect <laughs> yeah well mace as well i i still want if they're gonna do it i still want either a kit fistu or a plo Koon, and i would love for him to eventually release in the force effects as well ahsoka yeah actually so. it'd be awesome to put out her dual white lightsabers well yeah. why, why restrict yourself do all of them. <laughs> yeah yeah yep. yeah she had single lightsaber and she had dual lightsabers as a jedi and then she has the dual white lightsabers yeah um so um, and most likely there will be more beyond this. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are going to come in 2019, but that's probably not all. Keep out for for all those new conventions. Um, Evan said, uh, "Who is Evans? Let me go back and verify." Uh, design director Steve Evans from Hasbro. Uh, and you'll see some interesting reveals. Uh, notice I used the word reveals in plural. Lots and lots of really cool stuff coming for the prequels. So to to quote Dooku, "This is just the beginning." Uh, <laughs> 
alluding to all night that the prequels are getting a lot of love right now. Yep. Yeah, they are. Uh, number four, Black Series Ezra Bridger. And then, of course, number five, Black Series Chopper. And Steven was saying he, he's these are top on your list, right? Yeah. Now we need to Zeb and they'll be they'll be complete. We'll have all the rebels. <laughs> I definitely want that Chopper. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny you say that, Steven, because under the Ezra, it says all we need is a Zeb for, for him to annoy. I know. It's like they're leaving him out last. <laughs> Keep but, people wanting. But you know, if you, kind of... if you do that, I want AP7 as well. <laughs> or AP5. His accessory could be those little space butterflies. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a little it's a little odd. It's a little odd for me seeing Ezra in that style. Yeah. Yeah, the realistic style. Yeah. It was with Hera and well, any of these from the animated series, seeing them in the more realistic seemed off. Yeah. Yeah, lightsaber looks cool though. Yeah, it does. I always like the staple gun lightsaber. Zoe Zoe has <laughs> Zoe has the toy version of this, this saber that they made. I'm surprised nobody actually made like an Ezra stapler that looked like his lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> New at Office Depot. <laughs> Ezra stapler. Stapler. Staple, staple your papers and you, you got that one person comes in and annoys you. <laughs> Sta- staple and stun at the same time. <laughs> Uh, uh, number six. There's a. There are lots of Black Series figures on the way, new and classic. Uh, and apparently, the classic are being relabeled um, Black Series Archive, which will re-release four to eight hard to find figures per year. Uh, first up will be Boba Fett, Bosk, IG88, uh, and the first ever Rebel pilot, Luke Skywalker. Ooh. So I know three in this one. I'm getting because I got a. I got a bounty hunter scene I want to recreate. Uh, which means I got to get that Imperial officer as well. Yeah, but the Black Series, wouldn't that be a little bit big for what you're wanting to set it up? No. 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 Not not on the shelf that I want to put them on. It, it, it's going to look nice when I get it done. Uh, now, what were you going to say, Derek? I cut you off. Nothing. I apologize. Okay. I wasn't... Um, number seven, the vintage collection strikes back. So with uh, we just saw the vintage collection back with what solo? No, um, no, Force Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens, I think, had its own vintage yeah. in it. Force yeah. Awakens had a vintage line too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then the Last Jedi had uh, a vintage line. Um, you know, some you Rogue, get a mate. I think some Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rogue I One. Still a gen on vintage card today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They came in like eight or ten packs. It was pretty cool. Um, so in the in return in grand fashion, uh, Hasbro plans more figures in 2019 than in 2018, which in years not up yet, and we're still supposed to see. Uh, the fan favorite, Dr. Afra come out this year, hopefully soon, because she was supposed to have her own vintage figure card, not just the three-pack that was at San Diego. Mm. Um, we'll be getting a new Stormtrooper that is the ultimate Stormtrooper, made from the best parts of previous releases. Lando from Solo, uh, complete with charming smile. Uh, the elite... Praetorian Guard, Death Star Gunner from Rogue One, um, plus photo real face deco is coming to the Vintage Collection. Uh, it's going to look totally amazing. Uh, number eight, who wants to buy some Star Wars to Clone Wars figures? <laughs> the news that the beloved anime series is returning since Shockwaves. While nothing was announced, Hasbro is excited just as everyone else and gave a definite answer about whether new Clone Wars products will be made. Um, and the response was, absolutely. And then number nine, HasLab is just getting started. The innovative new platform bringing big ideas and niche products to life uh, got off to a big start. Uh, was successfully backing the barge. The possibilities for where HasLab can go seem endless at this point. Anything's on the table, and we're absolutely going to continue HasLab. Uh, let us know what you want to see. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pose that question out here. What would you guys want to see? From HasLab? From HasLab. With the sales barge? Dude, an actual uh, Star Destroyer. 
Obviously, Su- it couldn't be Superstar Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> Superstar Destroyer. Wow. Well. No, actually, you, you know what I think the next one they should do is they should do the uh, the uh, Jawa mobile there. I don't the even know what that is. Yeah, the Sandcrawler. That's it. Thank you. And yeah, use the actually take what they did with the at or ATACT with the app enabled and all that stuff, and actually have a remote control Sandcrawler back again. Yeah. But, but uh, just to clarify, yeah. a three and three quarter inch scale Sandcrawler. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And a six inch scale. <laughs> Let's do a let's do a six inch scale for the three and three for the for the three three and three quarter inch figures. Keep it in your garage. <laughs> um, those are great ideas. I had an idea and it went right out the window. I wouldn't mind seeing the the um, tie defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if we want to go big, because I, actually I wouldn't mind seeing it as a two pack. The, the Tie Defender, that of course got lots of love in in Rebels, and the Tie Bomber, which I don't think was ever made for figures as well. Because we had the Tie, the Tie Advanced, and we had the uh, the, the double Tie Bomber, and then um, the Tie Interceptor back in the Kenner days. Yeah, and then we had the the Tie Ad, Tie Advanced prototype from Rebels. With Hasbro, let's get those last couple Tie Fighters that never, you know, the Tie Defender and the Tie Tie Bomber in there, and maybe even the one from Solo. Make it a three pack. What's the name of that new one from Solo? Oh yeah. Or even you go um, to the Force Awakens in um, the newer movies and get the Tie Silencer. They did release the Tie Silencer. Okay. They did release the Tie Silencer. No, they they actually have a Kenner uh, diecast, uh, high impact plastic uh, with diecast uh, thing Tie Bomber. But I don't, yeah, you, yeah, I don't think they ever did one for the figures officially. Yeah, they, I don't think they ever did the figures. Not that I remember seeing. If it did, that's a super rare one. Yeah, so I mean, that's one option I would have or yeah. would like to see. Depends on how they're going with the HasLab. Do they want to keep on the um, huge, uh, the huge pieces that are actually going to be five and six and seven hundred dollars, or do they want to possibly put up some of the like Tie Fighters, which would be a hundred, hundred fifty dollars? Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. like that something in that price range, they're just going to make and put out there. For the HasLab, they're going to want the high end, really uh, detailed and larger pieces that they are debating whether or not they want to put it out. Well, since, since it was brought up, the Superstar Destroyer, let's let's just go ahead and aim for the USS Flag equivalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the first order storm Star Destroyer that we see get blown up or get attacked hard in uh, Last Jedi. No, the Jednut. Oh, the Dreadnought, yeah. 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 Or, or Starkiller Base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> complete with a uh, bridge inside where you can have hand get stabbed and fall off. <laughs> <laughs> with realistic little micro trees all over them. Yeah. <laughs> You put a giant Nerf cannon on top. Exactly. <laughs> now, now with that, or Nerf could actually jump in on that um, dreadnought and actually do the guns underneath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It has to come with a, an exclusive Captain Kennedy figure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for Hux. Um, any other options for that y'all could think of for it? Well, you know, like the, like the normal, like, you know, the Millennium Falcon and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that would just be... I mean, any of the ships. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of like Millennium Falcons, but you know, I think I think the Hav Lab can do real good work with one. Yeah, yeah. Two versions of them cost you a couple grand, probably, but yeah, a a true true scale sizing of the Falcon. Mm, One six, one eighth, maybe that'd still be big. Yeah. Hey, if it if it's gonna be five hundred, six hundred bucks. Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. I I I, I see no problem with that. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at look at the Lego Ultimate Collector series. That's uh, insanely oh, yeah. priced and yeah. would be so worth it. And that's almost scale for the minifigs. Yep. So, yeah. Well, I think SH Figure Arts did like a prop Millennium Falcon for their figure, so that would be 112 scale. Yeah. It was like huge, but it was just like a prop thing. They had at conventions. Right. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, Actually, if you're going like Millennium Falcon, do maybe the um, the Nabu Cruiser from Phantom Menace. Since Phantom Menace is coming out ne- or is 20 years old next year. Oh, yeah. That's true, yeah. too. Now, uh, I'm going to go through this one quickly. I think this might be our last one. So feel free to chime in at, and, and talk over me as I bring it up. Uh, 14 things we learned from the collectibles panel. Um, the talented folks, uh, number one, talented folks behind our favorite collectibles love Star Wars just as much as you and me. <laughs> uh, number two, Sideshow's six-scale Lando Calrissian is ooh and awe-worthy. And this is uh, in the skiff barge, his skiff barge outfit. Uh, the BB-8 lights up. I think we talked about this before. I don't know if we can still call that the skiff barge outfit anymore. This is true. Since it wasn't solo. This is true. Um, Number four, the Mythos line is back from Sideshow. So there is a Mythos uh, Boba Fett that looks absolutely amazing, just like the the Obi-Wan was. Very cool. Uh, Of course, Regal Robot has in, it's a work in progress at the moment, a Tauntaun. And they're and they are going. You know, this is the company that was making Star Wars themed furniture is now starting a custom collect uh, custom character studio. <laughs> uh, EFX loves details, and they are coming out with a replica of Rose's resistance ring, and it actually opens and closes just like in the movie. Mm. Uh, EFX is also doing porgs. <laughs> I have to admit that porg looks tempting. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it tastes, does look pretty. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> uh, also, EFX and SciShow are forming a tag team for the first ever replica of Vader's melted helmet. No, that's one I might get. Uh, now, this one's exciting to me because I absolutely love this company. Kota Bayuka is doing a um, a new approach to some of their stuff. Uh, like, they're showing a ray. Uh, I can't tell what this is. Um, it's a, a new... It's a new it like a- uh, magna... Uh, Manga type, a manga type stylist, um, and Ray will be kicking off this new collection, mm. uh, and, mm. and Darth Vader will be next, and of course it will be a series of bounty hunter models as well. Uh, Anvos is moving to an inventory model, so the helmets will be available in different forms and, and fashion. Uh, especially with the different troopers, you're going to see uh, clone helmets. You're going to see um, with the first ever clone trooper helmet coming shortly. Because uh, they have maintained complete detail from the original Revenge of the Sith helmets, including ridges and on the back, um, and a lot of and a lot of details that wasn't seen in the movie because of the the wider shots. Um, Bandai is bringing a C-3PO and R2 in their samurai style. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Vader and the Stormtrooper already, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Boba Fett, the Royal Guard, and I think they did a couple Stormtroopers, too. Yes. Um, Bandai Spirits, uh, Spirit Hobbies Millennium Falcon model is also coming. Mm. Uh, General Giant's going big and retro with its um, life-size R2-D2, which looks freaking amazing. And will mm. even have that clicking sound when you turn the dome. <laughs> um, also, too, you're going to see a mini bus based on Boba Fett from his appearance in the holiday special. Um, <laughs> official release on DVD. Oh, Jesus. Are they going to put it on Blu-ray yet? Uh, the cartoon is available on the nine disc version of the prequels and sequels on Blu-ray. <laughs> if you went to the Empire Strikes Back bonus disc. Oh, was yeah. that the, was, no, was it was that the, the one that's the, the original, catalog one? No, it's the original trilogy bonus disc that had yeah. different costumes and ships and whatnot. From, go to the Empire Strikes Back, choose the yeah. Boba Fett armor, and it has the full 20-minute cartoon. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. And it's gorgeous. SciShow <laughs> um, also is doing uh, six scale figure of Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah. Um, I I like the one with the the fridge one that they did a few years ago. Well, I don't know, Sideshow, but somebody did a fridge one. Yeah. Um, So, that's pretty much it. There's pictures on StarWars.com. Like, there's the Mandalorian skull from Regal Robot. Looks amazing. The Space Slug looks amazing. Some of the stuff from EFX has always looked great. Um, The the chess set, uh, 
They got sabers, uh, different options with it. Uh, it. It's the bounty hunters from Cotabayuca. I've seen the IG-88. I've seen Boba. I've seen Forlom. I've seen Zuckus. Now we're seeing Bosk. And, the, and there's Dengar in the works. Well, they're also saying you buy all five of these artifacts, you actually get Boba effects. You get it's one of those you get a piece of the figure each time you buy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is these guys are gonna break me. <laughs> um, yeah, the art figures are what fifty bucks each usually. I saw no. pre-orders for these things already. They're like eighty, ninety each now. Yeah, they're seventy for the bounty hunter. They're seventy to eighty. Now I do, yeah. I do have the. Well, I've got the ones I got from Celebration, but they sent me if y'all remember the video the emperor and royal guard three pack it's amazing they're absolutely it's they're, they're gorgeous uh, i absolutely love kota Bayuka. so <laughs> um other than that i mean there's still some more stuff we could talk about uh there's stuff from the publishing panel um there's you know because there was talk that they're going to be fleshing out the the prequel era canon uh from the publishers panel too there was um information about idw's tales from vader's cat that that's coming in time for Halloween through Star Wars Adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the the new Timothy's on Alliance, which apparently staff writer uh, Greg got a copy of and is going to be doing a review on wikiradio.net here shortly once he's done with the book. So, But you can also get your copy too uh, if you use code was it wikiradio at Utini. I don't remember the code. <laughs> I will repost it, the code on Twitter at Wookie Radio for you guys to go because there's also the Smuggler's Bag you could get that gets the Smuggler's Books. But they, uh, this month, I believe they are releasing Seeing, uh, Thrawn, you could get Thrawn Alliance through them, so check them out. Any final thoughts before we go? Yes, I have one. I just want to uh, wish Peter Mayhew a speedy recovery. He just had uh, surgery on his back, on his spine. Um, so, of course, he's you know he'll he'll always be chewy to me. So. I hope you get better soon. The original Wookiee. The original <laughs> Super Wookiee. Yes. Any other final thoughts? Going once, going <laughs> twice. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jinx, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I've placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2! <laughs> <laughs>